0: My name's Terry. Welcome to the
1: OddsCast. Welcome to the OddsCast. Anything more?
2: Welcome to the OddsCast. Welcome to our inaugural weekly in the hole golf special we are looking at PGA Tour bets this week. Uh, Terry and I have been doing fairly well on the PGA Tour, betting these tournaments. And we have me, Dominic DeLeo, Terry Takes, and Joe Dallara, the usual with producer Corey in studio. Yeah. Joe has been blindly following us, and so we thought it would be a good idea to put out some quick 10-minute uh, episode about the PGA Tour Tournament this week. Um, pace of
0: play, pace of play, pace of play.
2: <laughs> and we are going to do it. So this is our first episode and we'll see how well it works. But for now, we're going to discuss the Workday Charity Open, which begins this Thursday, July 9th at Muirfield Village, the house that Jack Nicholas built. Terry, let's talk about our process as we look at PGA tournaments and betting golf on weekends. So I'll talk a little bit about what I like to do, um, in preparation. And then we'll talk a little about bankroll management. And then we'll the talk, hole. um, best bets. Okay. Sound
0: good? Uh, you're my four caddy. I will hit it where you tell me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> golf so, jokes.
0: We're just doing golf jokes.
2: Yes. I'll, yeah, yeah, you go for it. I'll lay up after you. So, Terry, I don't know what's happening. Terry has been really deep in the golf analytics, and I want to talk a little bit about your process because you've been using a service that gives you the best stats and the best analytics to look for for a particular course. Uh, Talk a little bit about what you're using and how you kind of pick which golfers you're going to be liking heading into a tournament. At and pending.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'll give a free plug to, uh, data They have great service, very sleek, clean, tons of stats. Um, but what I'll first do is I'll look at the course, um, fit and see what, um, traits, what stats matter most in a golf course. Um, so if it's a golf course, golf course with, uh, you know, narrow fairways and thick rough, you know, driving accuracy is going to matter more. If it's a shorter course where, you know, Bryson, the Bryson's, the Rory's can just bomb it. doesn't matter whether it's in the fairway or not, you know, the rough isn't uh, a penalty and they can just hit a wedge into the green, you know, driving distance is going to matter and, you know, wedge play around the green. Um, so I like to, you know, it, it's not like home field advantage in sports where it's like, okay, you can just, you know, the chiefs get three points at home or the saints get three points at home and you go from there. It's, it's a different course every week and it matters. And that's why you, you don't have, you know, unless it's Tiger Woods in the early two thousands, you don't have the same, same person winning every week.
2: Yeah. I, I like what you found. Um, when you, kind of figure out which stats matter we've been using shots gained a lot, which is how pretty much the, it's like the war of baseball, you know, it's a war of golf. It's like the DVOA of golf, um, certain analytical tools we've used in the past for different sports, baseball and football respectively, but the golf, I like the course fit because like you said, it's, it's different guys winning every week. I like to look at, both course fit and especially now with COVID and guys coming back to their first couple tournaments, I like to look at form and fit, you know, from week to week. So if a guy like has been struggling the week before, like I'll probably not play him, play a little bit of the hot hands. So, you know, early on frame it out, look if there's any storylines like last week with Bryson, like there was really not a strong field this year, uh, this week, a lot of the guys come back, not a lot, not a very top heavy, like Roy and Bryson aren't in this week.
0: um, I I mean, in in Bryson's defense though, when you lead the field in driving and putting and (laughs) approach, like it doesn't matter who's in the field.
2: (laughs) Yeah, very, very right. So I
1: know you hate him, but I I don't, I don't
2: don't hate him. I just hate what he represents (laughs) steroids. I just don't like the whole, like, you know, a lot of my friends right now are getting into golf and like, I don't like people that are like showing me, Oh man, look how far this guy hits the ball. Like both you and I, like in our own professional golf games, not to, not to humble brag, but as we are around like a single digit handicap, like we hit the ball pretty far. Every time we play with old guys, they're like fawning over how how far we hit the ball. And it's like, just concentrate on being a good golfer, you know, hitting it straight is more important than hitting it far. So I'm just, I'm worried about, like, mm, I the swing kind as of,
0: hard I swing as hard as I can every time. That's,
2: the kind of the kind of I golfer he's attracting to the course. Like the guys that are like fucking driving golf carts to get on foreplay or some shit. Like listen, I, I kind of I just have a because like I worried for him too. Like
1: his diet makes no sense. Just like insane amount of protein shakes. I'm out. Like just to fucking eat a steak like a normal person and hit the ball hard. He eats a steak every night. I know, but he doesn't need like the protein shake is like, just fucking eat man. Like protein shakes overrated putting it out. there.
2: uh, So going back to the process, once I figure out which stats matter the most, I usually whittle it down to top three stats. I'll look at certain golfers. I'll probably play and I'll sort the golfers based on how well they grade out in those three stats. Combined with a little bit of how they've been playing before, I'll probably throw in a couple DraftKings or FanDuel lineups with the daily fantasy stuff with the golfers that I do like to try to find like a you know a lineup or salary combination that will get me money back if I play a couple tournaments. Um, and then I like betting some of those guys pre-tournament. I'm I'm not the kind of person that likes to put a lot of pre-tournament bets in, especially since like if I'm playing the daily fantasy, I'll see how certain guys are playing, you know, in the first two rounds. But like, I hate to put a lot of pre-bet matchups in or bets in before seeing kind of how guys are playing. Like I'll usually, unless I love a guy or I think like there's some really high odds that are at a discrepancy, like I won't bet pre-tournament winners um, and I won't bet a winner usually until like round three or round four. Um, so Terry, talk a little bit about your process up until Thursday when this starts.
0: Uh, I love in in
2: terms of bankroll management. Uh, yeah,
0: it's, it can be poor sometimes. Um, but I'll, I'll usually identify, you know, two to three guys. I want to bet pre-tournament. Usually I like to bet longer odds. So, you know, 30 30 to one or greater or you know probably higher than that um just because you're getting more value there and you know especially like you saw bryson was the highest favorite i've ever seen at six six to one i think when the tournament yeah, started last six week and a half so like usually you know the top few guys are in the you know 12 to 16 range and. Depending on how they start, you can usually get them, you know, over over twenty. Um, so if you like one of those guys and you think there's value there, by all means, you know, take them. But I think there's more value in in the middle middle tier to you know farther back in the field. And then, you know, if you know a John Rahm or Rory McElroy has you know a good first round but not great, and you can probably get better odds than you could have pre tournament. So you definitely. It depends on the tournament and the course, and you know what you you find going into it. But definitely leave some leave some money um, in your pocket to then shell out By know, for the first, second, you know, third round, depending on how the tournament goes. It's a very fluid situation.
2: Yeah, and especially I like I've I've taken a liking to betting matchups especially in round one, I'll probably bet like one or two matchups a day. DraftKings is allowing you to parlay some matchups, which can get out a little out of hand sometimes, but it's, (laughs) it's, it's, uh, you know, if you like one of the golfers, like I was talking about before, if you identify golfers, a list of maybe five to seven guys that you like, look at what their matchups are, see there's odds that you could take advantage of. I know DraftKings and FanDuel have both been trying to get people to bet golf and have been giving away pretty good working. promotions. And the, we, our, our hashtag, this promo doesn't suck. A lot of these promos, especially on FanDuel with like the $3 per stroke under par promo, like that promo is ridiculous. Like even if you bet, awesome. like, especially in these non-majors where guys are, the winners are finishing 20 under, it's, it's pretty much a win back if you bet twenty five dollars and I don't
0: think they're doing it this week.
2: Yeah, because they no, probably got destroyed. Yeah, um, I mean, washed. So
1: because DraftKings got rid of theirs too.
2: So yeah. real quick, we'll touch on this week. What are your stats you're looking at pre-tournament to identify some golfers? And then we'll talk about the golfers that we've identified.
0: So just for some background, this the what is it, workday charity open. It's, this is the, they play, um, the Memorial here, um, which is, you know, a regular stop on the PGA tour. Uh, this stop is taking the place of the John Deere, uh, after it got canceled. This is like a one-time event that they put together. So they're playing a essentially a, a double header, uh, a home and home essentially, um, at the same course, um, for the next two weeks. Um, so to differentiate the two experiences they're making the courses a little different um it usually plays 7400 yards par 72 Um, apparently they're probably going to move some of the tees up this week to make it a little shorter um they're gonna cut uh the rough uh maybe an inch or two shorter so it's not as punishing so usually driving accuracy is important here it may not be as important in that I mean, there's water on a lot of these holes, but it may not be as punishing to miss the fairway if you hit it far and you can still get an iron in there or sorry, a wedge in there. And it's, you know, it's not as much as a penalty to miss the fairway. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the greens are going to be rolling a little slower. Um, I think, I think two feet slower than they would next weekend. So if you've ever played in the golf outing on, you know, a slower green, everyone's kind of the same. You might have a good putter in your group, but it doesn't really matter. Um, it's, it's the fast greens where, you know, you let your putting skills shine. So I, I don't, I would de-emphasize putting this week and, and I'm looking, I'm de I think driving actually is important, not looking at it as much as I will probably next weekend when the rough's higher and the greens are faster and you need, you know, to be in the fairway to have a good second shot in. Um, so I'm, I'm mostly focusing on, you know, the approach stroke scanned approach this week.
2: Yeah. I, I came out similarly. I like the approach, probably the most important stat. I think this week, I think that the next two, cause I like to look at the top three statistics and then I'll, like I said, I'll cut down from there. So my first emphasis was on approach. So I'll look at guys that are at least gaining and on average, like half a stroke on approach each round. And then I'll look at the second and third level stats, which to me this week is driving accuracy. I know you talked a little bit about how the greens are going to be short or the fairway is going to be, the rough is going to be a little shorter and it might not matter, but I still think that this course, like you said, has a lot of water the setup for the approach is probably going to matter a lot from that fairway accuracy off the tee, and the third I'm looking at and probably the same as the driving accuracy. I weight them the same is the strokes gained around the green, um, just because I think that in the in terms of the course fit and in terms of the course history those three have been the most important, but I'm raising the around the green to be just as important as the driving accuracy. So going into the golfers that I've identified that are top 100 on the PGA tour and those three stats leading first with the approach um, shots gained. I've identified five golfers that I really like this week. I'll start off with Patrick Cantlay, who is the lowest odds um, of the five that I've picked. He's second in odds to win this week behind Justin Thomas. I like Russell Henley. I like Adam Hadwin. I like Harold Varner third, and I like Jim Furyk. Um, I probably won't play Furyk just because he is 50 years old and <laughs> is... Not like you said, like driving accuracy, he's number one in the PGA tour, but it might not matter as much. So I'm probably not going to include him in lineups, even though he's pretty cheap. But I like Patrick Cantley as much as as any favorite in the field for the guys who are pretty low odds. And then Adam Hadwin, Russell Henley, Harold the third are kind of in the same mid-tier, lower tier once you get down to Henley. Talk to me about a couple golfers that you like, and then we'll give out our best bets.
0: Sure, Dominic. Uh, so I, I know I just said, I usually don't bet, um, pre-tournament guys that are, you know, lower than 30, 30 to one, but I, I do like, um, Hideki Matsuyama this week
1: mm-hmm.
0: He's a guy that finished in the top. Uh, yeah, he finished in the top 10 last year at this tournament at the Memorial. Um, and you saw this past week, he turned it on, played pretty well so he's he's starting to heat up um and he's a guy that's not a great putter and i again i don't i'm not it's not something i'm worried about because i think he can it it levels the playing field in terms of putting um he's pulling it i lost my spot yeah i i I like
2: matsuyama he's he's 30
0: go ahead uh, I was going to say, yeah, go, you you go, you go, you go. You okay, go. I'll go. He's sixth in approach to greens, and he's fifteenth in short game around the greens. Um, he's got—he's not the most accurate driver, but again, I'm not placing so much emphasis on that. Um, and he's got thirty-third in driving distance, so I, I think he's—he's—he's going to score. And if you look, his scoring average is fourteenth on the PGA Tour. And I, again, because the course is going to play shorter. The greens are going to be slower. Uh, it's it's going to be similar to what we've already seen um, in the events from the restart where, you know, it's going to take 20, 21, 22, even higher this week to, to win the event.
2: Yeah, I like Matsuyama a lot. He would have made my list if it weren't for the driving accuracy. He's a bit outside the top 100 in driving accuracy. But I think, like, driving accuracy is, like, I don't want to say it's a fickle stat, Can you
1: say that it's more accuracy is more important than distance or like,
2: yeah, I, maybe? at the, at this course. Yeah. And okay. I but think,
1: is it, is it course dependent or like,
0: yeah. Did you, okay. you were you not paying attention?
1: <laughs> no, no, I podcast. just wanted to like, you know, harp on it. So like, <laughs> like, I'm just saying like, so like this week, like, Bryce has been popular the past like couple of weeks. Like, is he somebody that you are probably fading this week? Because of, you he's like, not.
2: Of, you you have not listened to this whole podcast. Yeah, he's not playing this week. <laughs> so you're you're done. You're done. I'm yeah. He's you know. not playing
1: this I week. I have does yeah.
2: So for for driving accuracy, like I wish there was stats that were. And I was looking at some of the stats. There's kind of like your second posi- Like looking at how good your second shot when it starts is because you know, guys can be right off the, I'm talking about driving accuracy, like in terms of just percentage, like hitting the green, not hitting the green. Cause there are better spots to miss than other spots. You know, like it's much different to miss shots, like a couple inches off the rough and you're in a spot where there's not a lot of trees. Like you have pretty much a good second shot, no matter what, like if you're missing, with I mean more, they have dis-
0: they have the distance from the edge of the fairway stat
2: yes and I was looking at that and I'm trying to find some you know because a lot of these guys that are good at that stat are also guys that hit the fairway like a decent amount so it's it's something that I look at um and I'm trying to because I don't want to just look at percentage because it's 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 not you know, it's, it's a little different than like the shots gained. It's, it's much more black and white than a lot of these strokes gained, uh, analytics. Let's go into best bets here on our first inaugural episode of the weekly in the whole PGA tournament special. We are doing, as we said in this episode, Muirfield village charity open, Terry, we'll start with you on the best bets. Give us one bet that you would recommend our listeners to place this weekend before the tournament starts on Thursday?
0: Wow. Just one. Um, well, I, I mean, I might just pop off a few right now. I don't really care. Uh, I'm looking at my man, Bucket hat nation, uh, Joel Dahman. He is, he doesn't. Have, he's you know outside the hundred top hundred in driving distance, which I'm kind of just contradicting myself. He's 34th in driving accuracy, um, 13th in approach to green, 11th around the green, and scoring average. He's 21st on the PGA. I so I mean he he has everything uh, you know I'm I'm looking for in a guy and. For your form, you know he's made the cut in every every tournament he's played in the restart. Didn't play last week, Travelers, which is a course that is somewhat similar to Memorial. Um, he finished t twenty, so he, and he shot in the sixties every single round. So he he can go low, and he's been trending trending in the right direction. I like Joel Dahman. I'm betting him to win at hundred to one on um, DraftKings. Then I'm also playing him to be in the top twenty. Which I have at uh, four to one, um, and I misplaced where I put that book. But it's four to one somewhere. It's you got to find it. Just kidding. It's also DraftKings. <laughs> All right. If you want to pop off more, I'm also I'm probably <laughs> going to bet Corey Connors ninety to one um, on FanDuel, and then uh, a weirdo whose name is Lanto Griffin. Um, he is plus 700 on DraftKings Kings um, to finish in the top 20. Also lay a little money on that 42nd in driving distance. Doesn't have the approach to green or he's 103 approach to green around the green 93. He's a better putter. Um, so, you know, kind of mixing it up a little bit um, in terms of, you know, the stats we're using. He missed the first two cuts from the comeback, but he's been T24 travelers, T21 last week. Um, He's moving in the right direction. Um, So that's a guy at a seven to one to finish in the top 20 that I'm looking at. Um, I love, I love my top 20 bets.
2: All right. I'll go next. Um, I like, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, uh, these shots gained approach, shots gained around the green, driving percentage, big deal. So I identified one golfer that I love in the top 40, and that is Russell Henley. He is 13th in the PGA and shots gained approach and 81st in around the green shots gained. It's top 100, good for me. And he also hits the fairway at a clip of around 65%. I think that he is great value if you want to play him in certain, you know, to win. Like he's above 100 to one top 20. He's around four to one. The top 40 bet, though, basically you're looking at make the cut top 70 and then hopefully has a good third and fourth round to make that top 40 bet a winner, but top 40 for Russell Henley plus 180 on FanDuel. You talked a little bit about Terry, the travelers, and how it matches up a little bit with Murfield. He was tied for 32, 32nd in that tournament at 10 under, shot six under in the fourth round. And I think he's a good bet. Other guys that I like as so we talked about the Guys who are low odds favorites to win this tournament, my two favorites are Patrick Cantlay, Hideki Matsuyama, and I do like again Harold Varner the third, Adam Hadwin. If you're looking for like a long shot fun bet, throw some money at Jim Furyk. But I think that is it for our best bet segment for this podcast, and I think that it went well. Joe, what do you think about this tournament? We're gonna sign off with you. Pressure is on you as someone who doesn't know anything about betting golf and just follows Terry and I blindly and try to pick someone that's playing. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's a good thing. Uh, anybody that drinks protein shake, I'm out. Um, and I think that, uh, one of the best take, one of the big things that I've been trying to do is, uh, you know, keep an eye on some of the odds and some of the people that you have said. And then sometimes, you know, maybe they have like a little bit of a bad first round, um, but they were, you know, they lost some strokes, uh, putting or, uh, off the tee and maybe look to like live bet them, uh, something like that. Um, so I, I'm going to follow, uh, maybe not all of the bets, but, uh, definitely some of the ones that Terry threw out there that are like a hundred to one, because that's just kind of fun to root for.
2: <laughs> yeah. They, uh... <laughs> yeah. Also follow us on our social media accounts. The we do post bets and an analysis uh, as the tournament goes on. Like Terry said before, it's a very fluid game. The golf betting is, and you know stuff that looks good pre-tournament might not look good at round three. Stuff that you were thinking about, you can even identify guys that you're going to be attacking as they maybe have a bad first round, like Joe says. But that's it for episode one, first inaugural. Hopefully uh, you guys win some of these bets and we'll come back next week as they play this tournament again and uh, pick them up on the golf course again,
0: different tournament
2: yeah. sponsors, sponsors money on the golf betting. Nobody sponsors us right now. So don't really give a shit about sponsors. So,
0: yeah. okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Signing off. Dom DeLeo, Joe DeLara, Terry takes, Bruce, Corey. God bless. Four.